Hey everybody, Steve here with Local Level Podcast. I'm sitting here with the Rolling Meadows Youth Flag Football Coach, Terry Kaplan. Pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, very interesting story. Uh, Rolling Meadows used to have a football program, uh, and then it kind of went on the wayside. Yeah, Uh, I think the last, I think it was eight years ago was the actual official last Rolling Meadows Youth Program. Um, after that, uh, it was all tackle except for like, they had a flag league for the little guys. Um, after that, it went to what's called Northwest elite Lions Cause they lost so many kids just from rolling meadows that they basically took all the suburbs, put them together and made a pop Warner uh-huh. team. Um, so that I think I put my son in when he was five. Um, that was about, well, he's 10 now. So five years ago, I think that lasted two, maybe three years. Wow. So uh, after that, it kind of just went to the wayside. And the only football program options were Arlington Cowboys, Palatine Panthers, um, Hoffman State's Red Hawks. So nothing specifically for Rolling Meadows. Jeez, why do you think that is? Obviously, with, with the game nowadays, everybody's worried about head injuries, concussions, stuff like that. Um, it's a declining game right now. That's why we're trying to bring it back, even at the flag level, because uh, I feel it's it's an important game. It teaches you a lot about stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to talk about that stuff next, but it's just, it just seems like it's strange. Every every town used to have a football team. Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing Rolling Meadows youth football. Started when I was five, and it was. I mean, we had two or three teams at each level. I mean, it, that's what yeah, that's right. what Rolling Meadows did on Sundays. You were playing in your league games out in Mount Prospect, and it just. I mean, for a while after that, I think I got into coaching when I was 18. Uh, after I graduated high school, I went to go play football at Harper, and my knee was done. So I figured, well, I want to stay in the game. Might as yeah. well get into youth coaching. Got into youth coaching. Even then, it was it was still thriving. It was still yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but obviously, with all the data that comes out and people are getting scared with, with head injuries and CTE, you can see why it would go down. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's something to that, I'm sure. But, I mean, I think that uh, – when you're playing on a professional level and you're getting hit by a 300 pound guy, it's a lot different than, you know, a 10 year old kid hitting you. Yeah. Plus you're made out of rubber when you're that, that small too. Absolutely. And I think it also comes back to what we teach the kids. If we're teaching them proper technique, how to to take a hit, hit, keep your head up. Don't lead with your head. Don't hit with your helmet. I mean, that's stuff that we could teach, but if the other team's not teaching their kids that our kids are just as vulnerable to take a big hit from somebody that's using their helmet as a weapon. You know, yeah, yeah, so right. I, I can see where parents are coming. I'll never fault a parent for saying, hey, I don't want my kid getting hurt. I, right. I have no place to do that. I put my kid in tackle football when he was five years old. He was two five-year-old kids. The rest were all seven-year-olds, and they were freak athletes. And I would see how we would come <laughs> out and play, and, like, a couple of these teams couldn't make it through a game. And I'd be like, why Why am I doing this right now? Wow. So so this is what you're doing right now is flag it's strictly flag um i mean there's talk with some of the parents and the coaches that it may be at the oldest level our seventh and eighth graders maybe starting a tackle program so it gets them ready for high school yeah they play um, tackle in high school so. right right there's not i mean other than maybe intramural sports there's no other option other than tackle football at the high yeah, school level right, right. so if we if kids are really that interested in the game and it seems like they are from what we're doing we want to get them ready for that next level yeah. you know Everything we do in our flag program, we're teaching them the same technique that you would teach at a tackle program. We're just not hitting as hard. I mean, it's still full go on the offensive still a defensive content, line. Yeah. But we're teaching them to break down, keep their heads up, you know, everything that you would for tackle. So, I mean, it just seems silly that, you know, whenever you're perfecting something, when you start young and it's ingrained in you over time, 
especially those techniques, it seems like that would be the way to go, you know, instead yeah. of switching somebody from never getting hit to right. now you're getting hammered. Right. That seems like more injuries would happen. A- absolutely. I mean, at least you have an idea of what you're getting into. And if we can teach right. you the proper way of doing things, it's going to only benefit you, your program and your health along. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, and then at the same time, sure. I, I mean, you can't blame somebody for not wanting to, you know, put them in something uh, that, that, you hear a lot of negative things about, you right. know, but people have been playing football for right. a long, long time. So, right, right. you know, but I, I get it. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but it's great. I mean, the thing about um, what you're doing is really interesting because I think that there is a, there's been a breakdown in like the culture of, you know, kind of babying people and, mm-hmm. and you know, giving people participation trophies and, and stuff like that, you know? Sure. And uh, I think that it's just kind of like, you know, you got to be able to fall down yes. and get back up on your own. You got to learn that, you know, I, taking a hit, yeah. you know, learn how to take a hit and get back up. I think that's so important. Absolutely. Now you still ingrain this stuff in, into the kids, right? How Absolutely. Do they start? Uh, you know, I mean, the, our biggest thing is, is my whole thing is you, you hear the stories about uncoachable kids turn out to be unemployable adults. Right. We try and, Coach hard, but have fun and let them know that it's not always going to be a success. You're not always going to win that game. You're not always going to make that play, but it's how you respond to what you're doing. Right. So, I mean, a great example of it is the group my son plays on. They We had started with 12 kids, put them in that league last year, and they won. Never, I mean, three of or four of them had football, That's any awesome. type of, uh, played fo- any type of football. But we come into a new league this year, and we knew it was going to be better competition, and we come out the first you know, three games and win easily. And then they bump us up, you know, to the heavyweight division. And that's man, good. It's a battle. These kids learn. They lost two games. But, I mean, they're not – they're one play away from winning it. But you could see it in their faces. Like that first game, I was like, you know what? That's going to do these kids good. Yeah. They're going to learn from that. They're going to learn work harder. Yeah. You know, yeah. Be, grow as a team. Um, so, I mean, it's always constant. Like if we can teach kids the values of – sportsmanship being a good teammate mm-hmm. knowing your role on a team and doing your part like that's big and what we want to bring to working towards a common absolutely goal. your your team is bigger than the individual goals right so yeah yeah so we're still building that those those skills are, are priceless yes you know i mean just like you said I, you know in the workforce you know, nothing's handed to you you gotta work absolutely. you gotta work harder than the next person that's just nature Right. Well, you know, and, and uh, you're getting critiqued too at your job. So if we're critiquing them right now and granted, we're, it's not a fire or, you know, you're getting yeah. promoted type situation. But if you could take a little bit of coaching, somebody being a little bit hard on you, it's only going to benefit you later down in life, right. whether it's right high now, school, college yeah. job. Right now, it's not, you know, if you're doing a bad job and somebody tells you, at least you're not going to starve. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's no, like, it, this, is, this is the place where it's important now to be able to fall down and figure out how, right. to, how to kind of compete. Right. So that's uh, that's great. You know, I mean, I think that what you're doing is awesome, you know, resurrecting this. And I think that um, if you ask 10 people, the majority of them would probably agree that this is a very valuable thing. Absolutely. You know, how, what what is the community been saying about what you've been doing? You know, it's been crazy, man. Um you know, we. I grew up, you know, playing football and coaching football, and you meet so many people in the community. And yeah. I don't know if I really realized how much football meant to so many people. Right. Until we started putting this together. You know, mm-hmm. we started telling people, hey, we're putting a league together. 
all levels. Let's try and fill it up. And to be honest with you, I thought we'd have two teams, maybe at most. One older team, one middle team. Yeah. I never thought it would blow up the way it did. Um, I see people that I coached with years ago or I coached their sons I, or I coached their kids at Rolling Meadows High School, and they grab me and say how great it is to have a football program back. Um, on game days, I'll look around, and for, we're at a home game. I'll see people that I haven't seen in years come out. They want to see what we're doing and yeah. how it's going, and it's been great. You know, I, we just got to keep building and keep that positivity up. You know, I want this program to get back to where it was, and we don't have to worry about it folding again. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of guys that helped that I coached with years ago came back to help us kind of build this up. So it's always a positive. That's great. I, I you know, Rolling Meadows. And, you know, I went to high school in Arlington Heights uh, for a bit, and we live in Rolling Meadows now. And one thing about this town is that people are really community focused. Yeah. And I think that for too long, people have had to go outside of the community to Absolutely. do things, you know, to go all oh, the yeah. And people want to root for their own neighbors. Absolutely. You know, to have your own team and to go and see the game and yes. see the kids and the neighbor's kids. Yes. You know, that's a really important thing. And, you know, the, the you know, working together and, you know. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I, like you said, like recently, the last, you know, three, four, five years, it's really gotten back to that almost small town feel. Yeah. You know, even though, you know, 24,000 population rolling meadows, it got back to like, hey, man, like people, you know, want to see everybody do well here. They're rooting for everybody. Right. If you talk to even people that maybe don't have kids that are young enough to be in the program. Like I talked to the high school coaches and the one thing that coach Mishler and coach uh, defensive line coach Bob Meyer said was like, Hey, we want Rolling Meadows to have their own program. You know, yeah. good. Like Arlington's a great program to get some of their kids from Arlington Cowboys, but we want those Rolling Meadows kids that weren't focused on football, that are great athletes that when they get to high school, they have some idea what they're doing. Right. And their families get involved in the program. Now our big thing is now is getting these parents going to the games on Friday night to support the varsity level team. So I asked you how the community is responding. I mean, it's pretty safe to say I knew the answer before right. uh, I asked you. But um, for anybody that's uh, in the community that, that wants to get involved, are there any positions? Is there anything that people can do to help out? I mean, we how it started was that me and my buddy both have bigger kids that, you know, football is going to be a way of life for those two. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we went to the park district. We said, hey, how about starting a flag football program? You know, just get it back going. He, he was all for it. Well, that first year, last year, we, I mean, we had six kids from Rolling Meadows and we had to go out and recruit kids that we coached in baseball, coached in basketball. Yeah. And so we built that up, played in Mount, we had to sign up through Mount Prospects. So it wasn't even official Rolling Meadows, it's just a oh, Rolling wow. Meadows team. And while we claimed ourselves to be a Rolling Meadows organization or team, we had to wear jerseys that said Mount Prospect football on it. So oh, that's crazy. Instead wow. of doing that, like I, I went out and I went to my buddy Jay at Sports Scene, who does, does our jerseys now and all our coaches' gear. And I said, dude, come up with some sweatshirts or t-shirts yeah. and say medals football so our parents and our kids can wear them when they're not having to play yeah so we did that and then it just started picking up and originally i was going to end up coaching four teams this year because while we had all these kids signed up we didn't have parents who That's i mean lot. they didn't maybe don't have the background in football like some of our coaches that i recruited out to do but we could teach anybody anything you know yeah. and yeah. Luckily for me, I coached the two kids or two teams at uh, my son's level, the nine and 10 year old level, and then one of the older kids team. But I saw somebody who signed their son up that played football in Rolling Meadows. I knew him. I said, hey, you got to be the head coach of this younger kid team. I can't do. I can't do <laughs> yeah. four. So, I mean, we always we welcome any type of volunteer on game day. It's me and my other buddy that was a coach with me. We set up the fields. We paint the big RM logo in the fields. I mean, oh, wow. we pretty much run anything 
There's no official shed for equipment. It's all in my garage. I bring it out every game day. Man. Um, luckily, another buddy that I played football with signed his kid up late. So he's kind of, we're kind of grooming him to take over being the lead of this organization because I only got, you know, a few more years left. But anybody that wants to step up, we can always use the help in whether it's coaching, running the program, being in charge of, you know, something. Luckily, I had a neighbor and a good friend, Joanne Berger, who stepped up and said, hey, how about we do cheerleading too? I'm like, if you want to run that, please do. Like, the more the merrier. Let's get everybody out. She chose to run that, and so she's kind of been my go-to with everything else. She helps me even with some of the football side of it. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll we'll take any help we can get. You know, I'm not picky. Well, well let's look in that camera right there. <laughs> if I you think- want to get involved, <laughs> come on out. We'll figure a spot for you. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, we have Twitter. We just had a uh, website that we put up. Um, Joanne actually created it. It has all our information. It has my email, phone numbers. Um, it has Scott at the Park District's name, email, phone number. Joanne's name, email, phone number. Reach out. You can send us a message. Call me, text me. doesn't matter. I will say that I do work midnight shift yeah. for uh, a local police department, so I will not be up before 2 p.m. usually, and I'll have to answer after that. But... Sure. Send it to us. We'll, we'll gladly take the help. Well, I'm going to put the uh, the link in the description below. So any of you people out there, you know, that, that want to get involved with this, I'll tell you, I know they can use the help. You know, they're, they're you know, Absolutely. you don't even have a shed. No. You know, I'm sure somebody can help with uh, some equipment, maybe yeah. coming out and, yeah. you know, helping with the field or whatever. So uh, any, any, any people that are, that are willing to help definitely reach out and, you know, at least uh, send a thank you for what he's been doing. Cause yeah, I know, appreciate it, it, I know people appreciate what you're doing. Uh, I, I mean, I'd like to take all the credit for it, but there's so many of us that have put some, you know, blood, sweat and tears into this, that it's, it's been really cool to see. So. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. And um, so, how does the process go? Uh, how do you how do you get the kids now? Is there like a sign up form or something? like There that? is. You can go to uh, the park district's website. Uh, you can do it online. Otherwise, they have forms uh, inside that you can fill out. Um, usually, we'll do two, three uniform fittings because all of our lower levels from uh, nine and ten year old down wear actual football pants with the football pads in them, mm-hmm. so they kind of fit differently. But we'll do two to three uniform fittings, and we don't turn anybody away. If somebody can now, I mean, we're pretty much three-fourths through the season, it would be hard to sign somebody up. But halfway through the season, we'll still take a kid. If he wants to play and you want to come out, yeah, we'll do it. I mean, yeah, you, you can even reach out to me, and I'll put you in contact, or I'll get you the form, and, and we can go from there. Yeah, so, yeah. well, that's that's important. So when does the season run from? Uh, we started the first practice. was actually August 1st, which was a Thursday. Okay. Um, the last technically – I guess it's called a bowl game, a postseason game is the weekend of the 25th and 26th of October. Um, after that, they do something really cool this year that they asked us to uh, participate in. November 1st or 2nd, they do a Pro Bowl, which is an all-star game oh, nice. where the coaches vote for the kids that, you know, have done well all year, show leadership, been a great teammate, can make plays and, yeah. and learn. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it, it's fun. And especially because uh, they're at certain age levels, so the older kids will have it. My kid at nine and ten year old will have it. Um, they do the Pro Bowl, and Arlington had twelve teams in this league. Palatine had four mm-hmm. at that level, and we have two. So we're taking a Rolling Meadows team versus a Palatine team, and then Arlington Heights is splitting up their kids and doing it. They're going to go November second, and what they do is they honor all the branches of the military. They have people out from the Marines, Army, Navy, uh, all over. Um, what our Rolling Meadows teams and Palatine teams are doing is uh, we're going to try and honor the local police departments and fire departments. They have Rolling Meadows PD, Rolling Meadows FD, Palatine PD, Palatine nice. FD Very out nice. there just to 
show them how much they mean to us and say thank you for everything they do. Um, so we're working on that for Friday, November 1st, and that would be technically our last game. And then because it's our first year, um, we as an organization decided, you know what, you know, when I played at the end of the year, you always had a banquet, you know, you, you got all the teams together, coaches talked about their teams, maybe show a highlight video or whatever. So we're going to bring that back. So we have Friday, November 8th, we have our uh, end of the year banquet. Um, looking forward to it. It's out. We're going to have it in a, the KC Hall in Arlington Heights, get a DJ and, okay. and just have some fun and celebrate us being back and trying to build the program. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, now, is there uh, any opportunity for sponsors or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, being our first year and kind of getting thrown into everything we did, we didn't look out and, you know, you talk to the people that ran the organization prior to us bringing it back. And even when I was a kid and they said, reach out to the local businesses and we kind of were rushed in what we were trying to do. And Yeah, you're just trying to get it going. And to right? be honest with you, like reps place and mike's been huge to us whether it's holding fundraisers here uh getting cheerleader shirts and, and gym bags or whatever else they got yeah um anything that we do and he grabbed me before we even started doing this and he, he said he heard a rumor that i was trying to bring it back and he wanted to be a part of it yeah so shout out to reps place come on out here enjoy it Definitely. um huge supporters of the program and then other than that i mean we we the park district scott paddock has been huge for us i mean mm -hmm. Having him, he runs programs all the time, so bouncing stuff off him. And I know he gets frustrated at me sometimes when he calls and tells me to cancel practice because it feels too end. I tell him I'm not going to do that. Like, oh, I'll man. try to take it easy. But they've been great to us. And then uh, Sports Scene out in Palatine that does our uniforms and uh, any spirit wear that we have, they're basically our main sponsors and what we're trying to build this program so far. But, I mean, we're definitely open to anything. We're going to reach out to more uh, Rolling Meadows local businesses. I know more people want to be involved. So next year is kind of – yeah wide open we're just trying to build it up right now can anybody buy those hats these i strictly had made for our coaches um but because i've been asked so many times that we're going to put them in our sports team does like a fan gear shop yeah so we're going to add them to our fan gear shop yeah because yeah, sure uh, people would wear them yeah, yeah. I, mean, I get that's the one thing i get was uh i did these i had like these windbreaker jackets made in black for our coaches and made these hats and everywhere we went people were like can we get one i'm like you need funds yeah. you got you got merch yeah so <laughs> so it, it dawned on me i'm like all right well there we go we have to throw those out there so they will be available at some point and uh cool. I'll, i mean everything for the fan gear shop is on the website and all that that's great yeah so. like i said we'll put the link there so you can check all that um, and uh, now tell me i know she's not here but you said that you also have a cheerleading program as well we do um you know, there is a competition group that you could pay big money to be a part of, and I have nothing against them. I think they're great. Like, what sure. they do for the for those, those girls, awesome. But this was something that when we were kids and throughout the program, we always had cheerleaders on the sidelines. And yeah. I didn't even think about that when I was building. I was too busy trying to get kids to come out and play football to where um, Joanne, her daughter, was in that competition group. And she said, you know, it's a lot. You know, I was thinking maybe getting something together where we come out and cheer on the sidelines for football games. I'm like, jump on in. I go, if anything you need done for cheerleading, this is all on you. I, I don't know the first thing about cheerleading. And we had a parent meeting and I tried to be clear about that. And I, <laughs> I don't know how they do your stunts or what you teach them or how you practice or, or whatever. But anything that you need, you let me know. We're raising funds. We'll just lump it all together. And if you need something, we're there. And it goes hand in hand, though. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I don't think she thought it was going to be as big as it, it turned out to be. How she, has the turnout been? 
she originally thought she was gonna get probably about 10, 15 kids and she ended up with 24 or 25. And uh, so technically we could have gone two teams, but again, it comes down to, we need coaches, yeah. you know, we don't have enough volunteers and that's gonna happen in the first year organization. I guarantee next year, there's gonna be more moms yeah, or yeah. dads or sisters or brothers that wanna get involved with that too, that we're gonna have all the help so we can split it up. Right now they take that one group, 24 kids strong, and they pick one game each week of ours, whether we're at home or away, and they come out and they cheer. And they do a phenomenal job everywhere. Yeah. And the majority of them are probably six, seven, eight years old. And it's the cutest thing you see when they're trying to do <laughs> all that. And I'll be at halftime trying to talk to my team about something, and they'll start their routine, and I'll catch myself watching them. They'd have to come <laughs> back to it. But, oh, yeah, I mean, I, she she does a great job with them. Um, she's got an assistant, Lisa Brigham, who's also my neighbor. We all live down the street from each other. She's great. Uh, they work hard at what they do. It, when, the one thing we had when our parent meeting is, so I gave out the information about practices, and we're going to go two days a week, mm -hmm. probably hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes. And we split off the football parents and the cheerleading parents so they can have their whole practice talk and game talk. Yeah. And uh, my buddy who I coach with and his son's on our team, and his daughter cheers. And the mom comes back in, and she goes, how are the cheerleaders practicing two hours and you guys are only practicing one hour and a half and you guys are going two days and you're going three. I don't know. I go, but I don't want to be any part of three days a week and going two hours at that. That's but a lot. They do. They work hard, man. They work hard and, and it shows they're great. And rap sponsored them. And uh, I mean, they got the full uniforms. They got the cheer bags. They got the sweatshirts. Now they got leggings too. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, so I, yeah, I want to talk more about um, kind of like, what the, the the strategy is like uh you know the how, how you teach the kids and you know what you're teaching sure. them and, and that type of stuff and um i just wanted to say one last time before we switch gears you know we will put the information in the description below this is a grassroots program you know uh any sponsorship or you know volunteer work or anything that anybody can do in the neighborhood i know that it's definitely welcome and needed so um you know uh, definitely reach out for that um uh, and it will be appreciated. But uh, so, you know, getting back to kind of the basics, you know, uh, yeah. so so what is the youngest that the kids get involved with this? Uh, our youngest group, uh, it's second and third graders. Um, I mean, we can work with, I mean, if it's a first grader. Who's it's kind of hard to deal when it's getting a little young like that. It, it's tough. We, like we said, there is a league for or a conference or division for kindergarten and first graders. We just didn't think that we would have the coaches and the capability of yeah, getting you need more support out. for younger kids. Right. Like now, if we come back this year and, and we talk to people and people hear about how, how much fun kids are having and they want, we know we're going to get enough and we know we'll get the help with yeah. the coaching staff, I don't think it would be an issue. But for our first year, we wanted to limit it from second, third, fourth, fifth, and then sixth, seventh, and eighth. So okay, so um, so what what do you what do you instill in the in the in the kids' heads when they're when they're you know starting out young like that? What are kind of like the the practices? What does a practice look like? So at the youngest level, um, I basically took a playbook, and what I did was it's plays that I ran when I coached Rolling Meadows High School that I got down from the varsity level. Mm -hmm. They all want you to do the same thing, and our whole thing was let's start the kids early so they learn when they get to the varsity level they have an idea. Yeah. It's different with younger kids. You can't tell somebody to yeah. have a center pole and reach block and do all this. It's basically, let's get down our stance. The first couple of practices are basically getting kids in order, stretching, yeah, 
learning somewhat of the positions and getting down in a three-point stance and firing out. Um, to my to, to my shock, I was out there. We we were able to get a couple games at the high school uh, on the varsity turf field. The high school has been great to us. Jim Boyles, Coach Mischler, Coach Meyer, um, and I went out and I watched our younger team, and I never thought they would be doing what they're doing. We had wow. quarterbacks taking shotgun snaps, dropping back to pass. In my eyes, it was going to be handoff left, handoff right to those guys and not even out of a shotgun snap under center, just get a push, try and get some yards. These guys are coming out and running some of the plays that we put in that our older kids run. And first year kids, that group has never, not one person has played it down to football at that level. Wow. And they have five, six coaches that have done an amazing job. You know, it, it took some time getting used to. I mean, there's football coaching compared to basketball or baseball. It's, it's a little more intense, you know, yeah. you're a little more yeah. hyped up. There's some coaches do yell and, I think it took them a couple of games to get used to that. They're not yelling at you. They're yelling to motivate you. Yeah, and, yeah. And get get it going. the blood pumping. Right. It's serious. Um, yes. You know? And uh, they want them to be safe. And if they're not doing something that's not safe, that's you know, part, yeah. it's it's something that they take, not offense, but they want to correct immediately. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, that's what a coach is for. Right. And uh, some of these kids, and I don't know, I, I know a couple of them just because their brothers play with my son and, and whatnot, but... I didn't realize how much talent. We always said that at my son's level, nine and 10 years old, and even 11 and 12, there's unbelievable untapped talent for those yeah. kids. Yeah. They're smart kids. They're athletic. They work hard. They want to be part of the team and do something great. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that it went past that. These younger kids, they work hard. They they run. They they listen to their coaches for the most part. I mean, there's going to be a couple practices or a couple sure. times. Somebody's they wander off. Right. Yeah. You don't want it. You know, you see... Before practices, kids yelling at their dad, I don't want to play, I don't want to play. And then they get out there and they come out and they, they listen and they work. And it's great. Yeah. That's funny. Um, uh, my girlfriend's daughter, uh, uh, she just started cross country. Okay. Uh, and, and it was like, I don't want to go. She's making up excuses, yeah. all that stuff. But now she's like, she yes. loves it. You know, yeah. It's just a matter of getting out there and doing it. Yeah. You know, so many kids nowadays... It's just Fortnite and Minecraft. They're sitting right. behind a screen. Oh, man. They're just sitting there. They don't even go outside. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, not only do you not get any physical activity, but you don't get any social right. contact. Right. Which is so important when you're developing like that. Yeah. Um, you know, school is one thing, but at school, you're supposed to be listening. That's it. You know, yeah. this is an opportunity for you to actually kind of, obviously, you got to listen to, but to play and work together. Right. You know, to kind of build those connections and, yeah, you know, uh, that dynamic is so important. It, it's fun to see too because it, my kid, ten year old Fortnite, was life for the yeah. last two two years or so. And now, like, it, I used to come home and be like, "Get off, get off the Xbox, go out and play, do something." Yeah. Now some he sunshine. doesn't. He doesn't even turn it on. Him and his buddies get on their bikes, they grab a ball, whether it's a basketball, football, baseball, yeah. and they're outside playing, which is what we want. Right. We wanted them to get off the Xbox, and maybe it comes with them getting a year or two older, realize, hey, man, it's what not as doing? much, yeah, fun yeah. playing a video game where I can go out and actually play a sport. Yeah, but that's that was our biggest thing. We fought that battle. Is even with we we run a travel baseball team, and you could tell what kids were focused, what kids weren't. Yeah, who's been working on stuff outside of practice, and it. It's good to see now that as they got older, that they're out there playing football. Because when we were kids, we didn't have that. Like I, yeah. I called my buddies. We we picked a sport. We played a sport. We rode to yeah. a spot, and that's what we did. And now I'm starting to see that again with our kids. That's great. So that's great. Yeah, there's got to be opportunities for that. 
Right. It doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Right. You know, there's right. got to be something, you know, to sign up for. You yeah. Know, or do, you know, yeah. extra, extra curricular activities. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's really great what you're doing. And, you know, obviously there's, it's not just you, like sure. you said, who are some of the other players, uh, you know, and, and what you're doing there, the other coaches? And- uh, there's uh, a guy that I, I, we originally started um, this with. Uh, his name's John. Uh, he's not coaching. He's a big wig at a, a hospital in Chicago, and it was our idea to get this going. And without him going, hey, pushing me to do it, this wouldn't be around. Um, my right-hand man, Carlos Ruglianisic, shout out, Carlos. Um, never coached football, never played football. He said, hey, I'm out here. Yeah. I want my son involved. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just teach me what you need me to do. He's been huge. Um, couple other guys that don't have kids in our organization uh mark lemke his nephew was on our team last year and i noticed him on the sideline now mark not only played youth football in meadows was an outstanding linebacker and lineman at rolling meadows high school and i'm looking at him like why are you cheering this kid on when you can be helping me right now so (laughs) after that first game i walked over and i said dude i'm like what are you doing over here i'm like you coached youth football before come out and luckily he agreed to and now he's stuck around he's kind of our defensive coordinator on a couple levels uh, his dad, who coached youth football forever, that when I was coaching at yeah. 18, he was one of the big guys coaching. Sure. Uh, so he talked him coming out. So it's been nice. And then uh, I played uh, softball a lot at Malis Park in Arlington Heights. And okay. one of the guys on my team, uh, Davis Hughes, uh, he uh, he played at Meadows and just a big guy, offensive lineman, knows everything you need to know about it. Yeah. Great with kids and doesn't have a kid, gives up his time, comes out every practice, every game. Um Davis, Carlos, Mark, and Al, we all coach two games a weekend. I coach, Carlos and I coach, end up coaching three. Mm-hmm. But those guys sacrifice their time. And I mean, it's, to be honest, like, I, I like to sit at home and watch college football all day and watch my favorite teams. But these guys don't even have a kid in the program. Like, I got so much respect for that. Yeah. To come out and share their wisdom. And, and they're just fantastic with these kids. They're people that you want your kids coached by. That's great. So, um, That's great. And, I mean, there's so many other Dan Anderson, uh, Rich Rebman, who's – Dan Anderson coaches our older kids. We had two groups at that level. He coaches one of them, and he brought Rich in, who's a Hoffman Estates police officer that uh, had some uh, experience playing football and sure. uh, came out. And he's been outstanding. Our younger guys, there's six coaches, Mike Smolowicz, Kurt Gersh, uh, Andy Rucker, Ray Vilas, uh, Paul Sandberg, and – Another coach that coaches multiple teams, Antonio Savino, just sacrificing their time. It's unbelievable what these guys do. And, it, and I can, if I know them like I know what I do, it doesn't stop when you're done with practice or games. You're at home thinking about, okay, what can we have done better? What can we teach yeah, this right. week? You know? Yeah. So it, it consumes your life a lot and it's a lot of time, but it's so rewarding. And those guys have just been outstanding. Like I can't thank them enough. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's something that, that is very, meaningful to the kids yeah you know a a lot of a lot of kids you know sure they have their parents or maybe they have one parent or whatever right you know sports and a coach and that kind of you know role model figure is so important yeah keeping people out of trouble and yeah you know something to 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 kind of uh, look forward to we had a mom at um my son's level that came up to myself and carlos after practice one day and she said i don't know what you guys are doing i go or she goes i he's just been outstanding at home. You know, he's listening. I don't have to ask twice. And maybe it's a discipline aspect of football. Yeah. And, and I think he goes hand in hand with home life. Cause our big thing was 
at the parent meeting, I said, look, if your kid does something great at school and you think that he should be awarded, let us know. We'll, we'll make an announcement. We'll do everything we can to promote any good behavior, whether it's school or at home or in That's life great. or whatever. We want to celebrate the good things. But on the other hand, if your kid gets in trouble at school, if they get, I guess they're called minors or majors at school now, yeah. let us know. We'll make them run. We'll make them do something that, That's you know, good. he knows that, you know, he can't do that again. So, yeah. Yeah. Accountability. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I don't think they teach that as much as no, they used to. No. You know, there isn't the, the little, you know, the, the, you know, you got to kind of go and, run some laps. And know? the thing <laughs> is, is like your parents are paying a lot. And I told one kid, I ended up getting two minors in the same week. And I said, look, I go, understand that I don't have to play you. I go, your mom paid a lot of money for your, you to be in this program. I want to play you. But if you're not going to be accountable, you're representing us. You're representing your family. Like, yeah. I'm not going to put you out there if you're not carrying over what we teach here at the school and being respectful, being uh, cooperative, listening to your teachers, listening to your parents. Like, yeah. There's no, if we're failing there, we're not succeeding on a football field. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, they're going to realize that when they get to high school, when they get to college, you know? Number one is the classroom. Number one, yeah. family. Like, yeah. those two yeah. go hand in hand together. So, yeah. so what we try and teach it doesn't always work, but it seems to be working so far. Well, you know, trying and having it there, yeah. it's it's a lot of the battle. You right. Know? No, right. you know, at the very least, even if maybe somebody still acts out, they know. Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. as they get older, maybe they'll look back and maybe get in better. So yeah, I'm not the biggest sports fan in yeah. the world. You know, I, I love to hear the stories and I love the idea right. behind it. But I think that I want to have you back on uh, the the Mac and Black show. You can talk everything. You know? Awesome! It's a, it's a long to. form podcast. This is a shorter thing, but uh, that that show is going to be uh, about a three hour long show. So you can talk whatever. Absolutely, I, I would be <laughs> happy to. I I don't get to do that at home with my wife. She in one ear out the other, but. Man, if you're a sports fan, which I know you are, Absolutely. give that show a listen. You're going to be rooting along. I, I plan to. I 100% plan. <laughs> I think I saw them here the other night or Saturday. Yeah. I think yeah. they were here. Yeah, yeah. So we they, I popped my head in one time and, and, hey, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's a pleasure having you on. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you on Saturday. Thank you very much, man.